Welcome to what I learned from the 150 episodes of the 10 Minute Life Coach podcast, podcast, if you will. This is the feed that originally housed the 10 Minute Life Coach podcast, which was a 10 minute life lesson right from the get go of the podcast with all the yakety yak sales stuff in the back end. This podcast is now defunct as of about eight episodes ago, and we're moving forward in a few weeks to a new 10 minute life coaching experience that will not be called the 10 Minute Life Coach. We're still working on the name, but it'll probably be called 10-Minute Life Coaching or something just as boring like that. In the meantime, what we started eight weeks ago was at the end of the life of the 10-Minute Life Coach, episode 150 was the official ending of it, but then we continued with episodes to talk about what we learned from that 150 episodes, which took us about uh, eight years because there was a nice big gap between we got to the full years worth of episodes, four and a half years, if you will, till we got into the first full batch that which could be considered a full year of recording. So there was things learned in that big batch of time from doing other podcasts and just living life. And there is, of course, the things learned from doing all the episodes, the changes to the episodes, the changes to the format, changes to production value, and changes to the guy right here. So what we have right here is some ideas we came up with towards the end of the life of the podcast when I was believing that I was going to write a book on this and publish it at the end. Obviously, that book won't come out anytime soon. But we're doing some mental noting and, if you will, audio noting of some things learned in the podcast. I came up with a couple titles for chapters, a couple of main ideas. Eleven essentially panned out as it came to be. And this is week number eight of those. So recapping what we had so far. Week number one, we said it's all about the learning. Week number two was creativity can be overrated. Three was change is necessary but good for business. For week four, we had It's Okay to Start Over and Pretend It Never Ended. For week five, Thanks Those Who Inspire You. In week six, we said Vet Your Sources. For week seven, Be Real, Even If It Means Authentic. That was last week's episode. We debuted that chapter title, if you will. And so now we will debut chapter title for the eighth chapter, in theory. Don't Be Afraid of Repetition or Being Repetitive. This is the chapter, if it turns out to be a book chapter, or the idea here in this episode, where I burst your bubble on what your favorite teacher actually does. Because, believe it or not, that guy or gal, that old woman or young man, however they look in stature or are in appearance, are an entertainer, or is an entertainer, if I want to be grammatically correct. That person is putting on a show. You may not want to think they're putting on a show. You may want to think they are offering you up great knowledge and wealth of information to learn you something. But what they're doing is putting on a show. Here's how your education works. When you are open to information coming in, you'll accept it. When you accept it, you'll take it in and you'll go over it over and over again until it literally implants into your head, into your brain as something you can pull up and recall. That's how history works. You study some piece of history over and over again, and you recall bits and pieces of it. And at some point, recalling one piece will recall something else, and it pulls it up as if you're going to a library and looking for different pieces, and each one gives you another piece of the puzzle to pull it for the next part. That's how information or learning information works. 
the repetitive nature of things like that, why you study times tables by writing them down, why you do spelling words by just saying the words over and over again, they become something you know just offhand without any having to think about it because a lot of it is just pulling back from a memory bank of repetition. Your teachers are doing the same things your favorite artists are doing, your favorite singers and actors are doing. To learn a song, you just have to watch it, see it, hear it, and watch it a few more times. Very often, something will jump in your head that's just so catchy that you'll instantly impale it onto your brain. But more likely than not, the songs that you know and love come from hearing it, getting some sort of sense of, I like this, and wanting to hear it over and over again until you learn it by heart. Your teachers are doing the exact same thing. Whether they are a inspirational teacher or math teacher, they're basically going over drills over and over again with whatever it is they are trying to teach to get it into your head and to imprint it on your head and to imprint the thought process of that good thing along with hopefully that teacher so that when you want more good things, just like Pavlov's dog, you will, you know, the bell rings when you hear that great quote, you want to go back to that teacher and get more from that teacher. So repetition is not a bad thing. Don't be afraid of repeating the same things over and over again, because that's how you actually learn them from repetition. And as a performer, i.e. life coach, i.e. personal development instructor, I had to learn to not be afraid to say the same things over and over again. Because one would think if you say the same things over and over again, they would get boring, and sometimes they do. But when you actually dig deep and look and listen and watch the big performers doing the big thing, what you're normally seeing are variations of a similar theme. It's not like you have a Taylor Swift album and you play your favorite song over and over and over again until everyone else gets sick of it, but you just can't because you love it. And then you hear a concert version of it and you get a copy of that, which sounds similar, almost the same, but they do a little extra something. They may mix something in there. You may hear kind of yak out with the crowd. And then you hear some sort of variant version, like they played around in the studio. Somebody will remix it, and some DJ will put some different track behind it, and you get into that one. Those are all variations of the same thing. But at some point, you'll go back to falling in love with the original version that you love, which, oddly enough, is probably a third or fourth version they worked out in practice to figure out how it was going on the album. Same thing happens with basically every single motivational speaker and teacher you've seen out there. Let me use the prime example that is hot at the moment as record this is Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins is um, a person I've been following long before the five-second rule because I just just sort of clicked with the things she was teaching. Uh, she was doing the thing on the radio show. She was doing the CNN appearances, which weren't falling in line with her motivational speeching stuff. She was writing in different places and popping up here and there. And then what basically blew up her career was her TED Talk. And the thing that really hit home in the TED Talk was the notion of the five-second rule. Now, she has explained in various forms that that just sort of came out at the end of the talk. It wasn't really planned to be delivered in that way. 
And from there, she had to re-explain the five-second rule because people were curious about that. And from there, it turned into a book. And from there, it turned into more speaking engagements. And her speaking world literally blew up and just went nuclear and it's all over the place. But one little thing, which gets repeated by her in many different ways to many different audiences to many different places, has turned to a megaphone of an idea. A very simple idea, something she still refers to as a dumb idea in newer interviews, gets repeated and for people who hadn't heard it before, they latch onto it. And for people who are veterans of the idea and of her following her, it's the same hit being played over and over again. Every time you hear Thriller being played on the radio, you stop and pause for 10 seconds and think, do I have time to listen to this? And if you do, you'll listen to it. If you don't, you'll probably still listen to it. That's just how it works with things like that. My big thing is, oddly enough, November Rain by Guns N' Roses. I don't know why. When that song hits the radio, it's 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 on. Everything, you know, everything is just lit up at that point for that one odd song. And odd because it makes absolutely no sense, but it's one that resonates with me. So for back to Mel Robbins and actually speaking on topic. So Mel Robbins is one little note in one speech turned into a national phenomenon that has grown her business and her life exponentially. But not only does she get the uh, joy and thrill and experience to give her own speech about her own thoughts, other people get to as well as various other speakers on the lower end and some on the higher end tend to toss her name out and her idea out in their speeches to gather your attention. So when you hear the five-second rule come from a B-level speaker, you perk up all of a sudden because they're talking about something that an A-level speaker has talked about. When another A-level speaker drops the five-second rule in a speech, you perk up a bit because they've brought in their own their name tossing, if you will. They're out there uh, throwing out a big name that someone else that is out there, and they are using that for their advantage. When people go out there on the Internet and steal the speeches and put them on different backgrounds and put them out there on YouTube and come up in various different forms, they're literally stealing the spotlight from that person and taking money out of their pockets, to be honest, from the revenue that would be generated from the original getting that. So there is a case where one person and a repetitive message, message which isn't all that repetitive, but it's the the presentation of it that's being repetitive, being repeated over and over again, becomes something that gets branded into your brain, something that gets there. As I learned in doing these things, every single week initially seemed like it had to be a brand new, brand spanking edition of a new fresh idea. And what I learned very quickly is there's only so many actual ideas that you can really teach. A person can have a book that has a a large, infamous is not really real, but a large amount of different topics in it. But to be an expert on a specific topic is a better way to push things out than to be a generalist on so many things. While there is a role and a world for generalists on a lot of things, when they call in someone to be specific, they'll usually call in the expert on something. So you can be an expert in something that's general, the history expert, you can be an expert on something that's specific, the history of New England's life in 1870 to 1890 or so, if that's how you want to go. But even all that's done from repetition. Complete and just detailed study 
of a certain era, a certain time, a certain study, a certain group, a certain way. Repetition is something that turned out to be fairly easier than I thought because you can take one large piece of content and easily split it up into smaller pieces and reuse the pieces in different places and sometimes just reshuffle the order of the pieces you have and give the same presentation, same words essentially, in different order, focusing on different bits and pieces to make it a better presentation for various forms and various venues. Different people may want the whole shebang, but they may want different pieces highlighted inside of it. And you find ways to highlight the ones that get people jumping in the right spots, and it's there. That's why you go to some concerts, and some crowds want to hear a certain song, and some crowds want to hear another certain song because it either mentions the name of the city, or you're singing to more females and males, or it's a young versus old thing, or something like that, or something like just that one really weird, catchy song that a band has that everybody loves, and then people will debate the rest of their catalog. You can learn from repetition that the repetition gathers more people to you because here's something that you may not think about just because you get bored with saying the same thing over and over again number one doesn't mean that person in the audience gets bored with it they might they might want more of it and the second thing on that is that doesn't mean the person out there in the audience has even heard it before you have to remember if you are growing your audience, growing your business, growing your following, there's going to be people coming into your circle, into your sphere that have not had the full bulk of your catalog. You may have been doing this thing for quite some time, uh, but the people that are new to you only have access, at least initially, to your newest stuff or maybe some of your older stuff and have to catch up from the back end. You may be a well-established author who has published 12, 13, 20 different books. You could be like a James Patterson type who seems to have a book coming out every couple of months with imprints and ghostwriting and groupings of things now. But he's been a writer for 40 years or so as a professional writer. So going all the way back to his back catalog will take you a while, especially if your initial approach to him is the new book he has out right now as we're recording this. What former President Bill Clinton? It's a political intrigue book that has some insights from Clinton and Patterson coming to this thriller where the president gets to be not the Jack Ryan doesn't turn into the president. The president turns into Jack Ryan in some weird sense. But this is about repetition. That is where we are going to land the plane on today. Repetition is the key to learning anything because repetition is the key to learning anything. Because repetition is the key to learning anything. So if you want to teach, you have to be repetitive, not be afraid to be repetitive, and sometimes swap out the order and change things up to make it sound fresh or seem fresh. But in actuality, you're just saying the same thing over and over again to hit the message home. And your delivery becomes a bit of a, a art, if you will. So you have to figure out how to give the same speech or give the same lesson or give the same teaching to similar people in different ways so that they get the full message. Maybe your message is a large message and they can only take in so many, so much at a time. So as you give it certain times and give it over and over again repetition, they learn something new every time. 
maybe you're talking to new audiences every single day, and the problem is not them being fresh to it, but you getting a little bit stale on having to repeat it and hear it, so you want to give it in different ways. And as you give it in different ways, you can learn which ways get people to react better than others so that when you have a larger convention, a larger audience, you know to use the plus side, the good ones, because those will probably hit better than the lower end. Just like comedians go out all the time hitting up open mic nights and smaller clubs to test out material when they're ready to prepare for a big taping so they know what jokes are actually going well and what jokes they need to work on and what jokes really aren't going well at all. They are working on repetition all the time. Their act is a repetition of the same stories over and over again. Some of them they've been telling for years because those are the ones that people really, really love to hear. Some of them they just made up on the spot because of something that pops up to see how things are going, how to incorporate those into the old stories or whether they should replace an old story and get put into the catalog of repetition. The biggest thing I had to learn from doing all these podcasts was that I couldn't have 150 episodes that were all original content because that's a lot of ideas. And as much as my ego would love to believe that I came up with a single new idea every single week for three years worth of a podcast, that's not the way it works. I also had to learn how often I was repeating things so that they were repeating, being repeated not too often and, of course, not so spread out that it wasn't a, a trigger. If I was going to repeat a message, I wanted it to be a trigger message to the old message so that you can kind of combine the two for a Voltron-level combination of full force in it in, in those but I also didn't want so many back-to-back-to-back-to-back that it really did get old and repetitive as if I was saying the same thing over and over because I had nothing else to say. So the repetition of reminding people about the lesson you taught them before and how this lesson will help build on that or help reinforce that or remind you to remember that thing is a great thing to have. But remember, don't be afraid of what you're repeating, what's going on, how things are interacting because repetition is the way people learn because repetition is the way people learn and in closing remember don't forget repetition is the way people learn and that's why you can't be afraid of it either repetition itself or being repetitive in the process because as i've been said repeatedly and over repeatedly and over repeatedly Repetition is the way people learn, so don't be afraid of repetition or being repetitive. At this point, I'm going to stop being repetitive and end the episode, in the lesson as it will, and talk to you a bit about some of the future ideas for this feed, not this particular podcast. So this is a technically, if not a second life, a third, maybe fourth life with this, with the lessons for 150 episodes. Coming up, by the time we run out of lessons, which should be three lessons from now, we have 11 listed, and this is number eight, we will have a new 10-minute podcast or 10-minute lesson podcast, which will hopefully run less than 15 minutes every week, which will give you the 10-minute lesson off the bat and then whatever. I guess it's essentially the same style of podcast, same more or less notion, which means I can repeat a lot of the ideas I had in the podcast. However... We're not going to repeat the name. I will no longer be called the 10-Minute Life Coach. 
It's we just need to let something go. We let the name go. We thought we let the podcast go, and then found out that people like the information and like the format. And so while we are blowing through the ideas we learned from doing that, we're also revamping a lot of the things we're doing to make it work again. So oddly enough, I'll probably even use the the same music we were using when I brought music back for the podcast coming up in a few weeks because I like the music, unless I find something that's more non-10-minute life coachy. But this is still a 10-minute life lesson. I think it will work well. I just have to obviously rewrite the open, make sure everything fits. So that is that. So in a few weeks, we'll have a new life lesson podcast that should have a 10-minute life lesson at the beginning of it. Uh, on the same feed, we'll work on new cover art, maybe new names, whatever, but everything is still more or less as it is. So technically we're cheating, and technically we're not. We're going to call it a pivot and not so much a restart, uh, as we had in the lesson from a few weeks ago where we said it's okay to start over and pretend it never happened or never ended. Never happened, same difference. That's coming up in a bit. If you have some ideas on what we should do, your input is always awesome. Send it to me via email right now, jkufenpain at gmail.com, the 10-Minute Life Coach pod, 10-Minute Life Coach uh, website address. We're going to let that, let's really let that go. We're going to let it die. It's going to be done. Um, we're going to archive what we have somewhere, and we're just going to be done with the whole brand because it brings up ideas of past thoughts that we wanted to do that just didn't work out well. We will rebuild our community in some sort renamed we'll have to figure a name out first but we'll we'll rename it we'll be we'll rebuild it somewhere so there will be the camaraderie that we had before we just won't be trying to force the effort of having this thing you know as we said pay for itself we're gonna let the art be the art if you will for a while and see if it can take care of itself later and with that, we're going to go ahead and say later to today's recording. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, even though this is obviously not a 10-minute podcast. And thank you for listening through all so many of the lessons you've learned. If you've not heard them all, go back eight episodes, and you'll hear all eight episodes. The time length has varied in each of them, this one being one of the longer ones. But listen to the episodes and let me know what you think about them as, as they are right now. My main website is jclevenpain.net. You can also email me at jclevenpain at gmail.com. Give me some inputs on what's going on, some inputs on what you think you'd like to see or hear coming up in a bit. Plenty of other great projects going on. In fact, getting rid of that podcast has brought in the idea of consolidating, doing a lot of stuff. The biggest thing we're doing is we're putting all personal development under the your better you brand. So although we're having some website issues at the moment recording this, something about trying to fix our contract with our hosting lost us of hosting, uh, the website will be at yourbetteryou.info somewhere soon, we hope. Uh, look for yourbetteryou.info and you can find the at a step I'm sorry, the steps of your better you. And that is there as well. That's a short podcast, 90 seconds worth of quick information, even less when it's open and closed. And, of course, we are expanding on the Ask Yourself This concept. The Ask Yourself This program is popping up. And look for the Better You in 52 program to launch hopefully by September. By my birthday is my expected plan. My birthday present to me is to launch this, this program as a coaching guiding program. Uh, every single week you get a lesson to keep you going as well, which is, I guess, the theme. 
oh, since I'm just throwing things out there, we hope to add the Welcome to Your Monday as a podcast as well. Working on getting that into the right format, the right explanation, hoping to get the books caught up. And, of course, the Mastering Your Message program, which already has about 11 episodes recorded, which we still haven't put out schedule for yet. So hopefully that stays fresh, evergreen, and learning how to master your message and go from there. At this point, I have rambled on way too much about other projects other than this project, so we're going to let it go and bid you adieu. We told you how to get in contact with us, jclevelandpain.net and jcleveland at gmail.com for email. Hook, let me know how, how I can hook you up, and we'll move from there. Thanks, and goodbye. <laughs>